Good morning, Four Oaks Church. We're scrambled a little bit here to get on the air, but we are here indeed. Welcome. It is, gosh, don't even have to look. It's post-Reformation Day, so it's Wednesday, November 1st, and so glad that you have joined us for this round of our pastoral devotionals. As we do um, oftentimes on Sunday morning, I'm going to ask you to open your Bible to the Word of God. That's right. We're going to be, of course, in Matthew. And um, we have been working our way through this um, gospel. And our practice here is we work through the passage that we're going to be looking at for that upcoming Sunday. And of course, for us, that's Matthew chapter 12. Now, this all falls under the context. Remember, context is king. And within this growing hostility between Jesus and the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the religious leaders. And they have seen the plain evidence of supernatural work, but they blaspheme the spirit, have accused Jesus of working by the power of Satan, denying the very obvious real proofs of his messiahship that he's been showing them. And Jesus now is calling them to task in Matthew 12. He wants to point out the reality that their hearts are corrupt which is why they say um, and are doing and denying the reality that's right in front of them. All right, so let's, let's look at the passage. Um, it's a short one this week. It's Matthew 12, 33 through 37. Let's look at this together. Jesus says, Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or make the tree bad and its fruit bad, for the tree is known by its fruit. You brood of vipers, how can you speak good when you're evil, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The good person out of his good treasure brings forth good, and the evil person out of his evil treasure brings forth evil. I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. For by your words, you will be justified, and by your words, you will be condemned. Now, um, what we really delved into yesterday was this idea that um, whatever the source of, of life in a person um, or, or, the, or the condition of the source of life in a person, that is going to result in a particular kind of fruit or outcome. And of course, Jesus is using these metaphors of trees and of fruits and does this all through Matthew. To, to, to remind us that, um, you know, peaches just don't by chance happen to grow on an orange tree or pecans in a soybean field, right? That doesn't, that doesn't happen. And if you want to know um, why a particular tree produces a particular kind of fruit, you just have to look at the source, the, the essence of it, its DNA, um, there are peach trees, there are pecan trees, they're not the same thing. And, and let's put all aside all like synthetic organic farming and DNA mutations, and you, you, but you understand the analogy, right? And, and Jesus is saying the reason that you guys are spewing such hateful, blasphemous things is because your hearts are corrupt, okay? And... Of course, this, this goes back to um, what they have been saying about Jesus being a spawn of Satan because they 
um, although they are the religious leaders of Israel, they're supposed to be the righteous, the, parag the virtues of Paragon, the example setters. Um, the reality is that their hearts are bent, twisted, biased against Jesus because of their own um, status, their own self-sufficiency, um, their own, um, you know, their, their, their desire for uh, aplomb and esteem and looking good in people's eyes. And so their hearts are bent in such a way that they're going to render a judgment regardless of what the evidence is against Jesus because he threatens their current order, okay? So he, he's great, making great pains here to, to say, okay, what's in the heart or, or what's through coming out in behavior and in words is a reflection of the heart, okay? Now, Jesus says some, goes on, though, to say something in addition to that, okay? Because it might be very easy to say, well, the Pharisees can't help it, or um, we don't need to judge them by their actions. Their, their hearts are corrupt. And, um, and you can even see this from a Christian perspective where we, we might be tempted to say things, well, my child is doing X, Y, and Z, but I'm not going to really speak about the X, Y, and Z because I know that their heart is the core problem. And what they really need is Jesus and a change of heart in the gospel. And let me just say, that's true. Okay. That, that, that is what they need. And you may have been, we all are familiar with fundamentalist legalistic contexts, which focus exclusively on the behavior. Okay. And, and not on the heart, but Jesus says it's not an either or. Okay. Um, let's look back at the text. He says this. So the good person out of his good treasure brings forth fruit, uh, forth brings forth good, and the evil person out of his evil treasure brings forth evil. Stop. Okay, so that's that that's what we've been saying. The heart generates, it's out of the overflow of the heart that words and deeds come. Now listen to this though. 36. I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. For by your words, you will be justified, and by your words, you will be condemned. Hmm. Now, that's interesting, right? He doesn't say the actions are just an overflow of the heart. The heart's the problem. Um, don't address the actions, because if you don't address the heart, the actions won't reflect itself. The Bible doesn't speak in, in those either-or categories, okay? Jesus is very clear that yes, while the wellspring of the heart produces all kinds of good and evil things, it is by those good and evil things that we will be judged. And um, that doesn't mean we're not going to be judged by our heart, of course. It just means what we do matters and what we say matters. And what Jesus is saying is, listen, all of you guys don't know the heart of the Pharisees. Jesus does. He's God. But you can discern their hearts by looking at what they say and do. And it is by what they say and do that we can make right judgments, okay? This is really, really important for us, okay? Because um, we are called to make judgments based upon what we see and do and by what others see and do. Now, that doesn't mean that we know a person's heart perfectly, um, it doesn't mean that we don't um, engage graciously and in love and mercifully and uh, all those things, okay? But what it, what it, I think what it does mean is that a person's words are oftentimes the only portal into their heart, okay? And so if, if 
someone is spewing out like the Pharisees blasphemy, Jesus says, you're going to be judged by your words. By your words, you'll be justified, meaning by your words, you will demonstrate who you are. By your words, you will be condemned. You will, you will be, that's what we have to go on. We're not omniscient, omnipresent, um, all powerful like God. We only deal with what we can see and do. And so we don't make final determinations, okay, about people's hearts. We don't make final determinations about someone's salvation or um, their trajectory, but we are called to make right judgments according to what we see, according to what is happening, happening, and according to what is said, okay? This is why James, who I think is doing a little bit of an exposition on this text, okay, in his, in his letter, where he warns about the dangers of the tongue, okay? And, um, and he's not just simply wagging his finger and saying, you don't need to gossip, or you don't need to, to say vile things, or whatever. He's saying that these things are real. We are, hold, we are held into account for them. And this is why Jesus says, by your words, you will be justified. By your words, you will be condemned. People will give account for every careless word they speak. And I think that is such a great paradigm for thinking about all of our things, all of the things we struggle, our sins, our children, our friends, um, that, that yes, we don't, we're not legalists and focus exclusively on the outward behavior. We, we, we go to the heart, that's, that's where the source is. However, the words, the deeds are oftentimes the portal into, um, what is going on under the surface and 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 what's under the surface and above the surface both are important to jesus okay so what is where does that leave us as christians we pray that god would continue to sanctify our hearts that he would put a put a zipper on our mouths that we would be reflective and sober and um self-aware about what's going on internally so that we can guard and, and whenever time you feel the inhibition to say something that you now I'm not mean like speaking the speaking the gospel truth to someone I'm talking about sharing your opinion sharing your perspective making your um uh you know opinion known to all okay and you feel any kind of inhibition about that just take that potentially as a, as a gentle nudge from the Holy Spirit to zip it, right? And when you zip it, what are you demonstrating? Self-control. And what is self-control? A fruit of the Spirit, okay? So do you see how these things work together for God sanctifying us, okay? So that's a great um, lesson, I think, that we get from this text. Okay, let me just say this. Today is actually the last day we're doing a devotional this week, cutting it short, um, I am going to be flying out tomorrow to see my dad. I'm taking that opportunity. And so won't be here Thursday and Friday, but we will be here bright and early Monday morning. And I think that's, if I'm doing my math correct, that's November 6th. That's when we'll be back then to jump into the next passage, the sign of Jonah. But for now, uh, let me pray for us and we'll see you back here Monday. All right, Lord. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your Holy Spirit um, 
which works to apply it to our lives. Lord, let, may we live in it. May, may we saturate in it. May we make right judgments based upon not our, not our feelings or perceptions, but upon the truth of your word. And you tell us what we say and do matters. What's in our heart matters. It all matters to you. And that's why we're asking for your help. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks, everybody. See you Monday.